if you respond to what? His will and his guidance, you will succeed. That's the blessing of the Lord today. All you have to do is commit. Commit your hands to God. Commit your hands to God. So I, I want you to stretch your hands, just to stretch your hands like this. As you stretch your hands, it's a sign that we're committing and we're trusting what you placed in our hands. Because as we commit our hands, oh God, it brings success. But Father, for success and prosperity to hit our house and to be released out of our hands, Father, we must obey and respond to your will and to your guidance. Whatever your will is, oh God, I, I commit my hands to do that now. What, whatever your will is, I commit my hands to do it now. In Jesus' name, come on, say it out of your mouth. Say, Lord, whatever your will, whatever you're guiding me to do, I commit my hands to you now. I trust you now. I commit the work of my hands to your will and to your guidance. And Father, this commitment guarantees me the success of prosperity that shall flow out of my life like a river in Jesus' name. Father, I declare that I am resting under the double portion, that everlasting joy will be my portion. Father, instead of shame, instead of humiliation, I shall have the double portion. This is my year. This is my year. The year of expectation. Double or nothing in 2020. This is my year of expectation. I shall live and rest and walk in the overflow of the double portion in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. Come on. Come on, bless his name. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. 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 We bless the name of the Lord in Mark chapter number five. We're talking about the double portion here on today. I'll get there. I'll get there. Have you ever been in a situation where you were first in line? You got there first. You made your petition known to God. You told God what you needed. Out of nowhere, somebody else comes along, grabs the attention of God. God is supposed to be helping you, but then turn around and the, 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 the same situation you're going through, somebody else comes along and they get theirs first. And you're saying, what about me? I was here first. I, I, I was in line first. Well, wait a minute. I, I stood here all day. I've been running and chasing you all of my life. And I finally get to you and tell you that I'm desperate. Tell you that I'm in need. And out of nowhere, other people come along and take your attention away from what I need. And I got to sit there and watch somebody else be blessed. I got to sit there and watch somebody else be blessed before me. How many of you have ever experienced needing a blessing, 
but then watching somebody else get your blessing. Ooh. Get your breakthrough. Get the same miracle that you're looking for. Come on now. I'm desperate for God to help me. But then other people come along and it seems like I am the one that's at the end of the line. I want to talk to you about the story of Jairus. We talked about it on last week where the woman with the issue of blood, she had to press her way through. But the beginning of this story doesn't start with her. It's interrupted by her. The beginning of the story starts where Jesus is now coming ashore and the crowds of people are near him and out of nowhere a, a, an official from the synagogue named Jairus comes and he says, I, I need you to get to my house. My daughter is at the point of death. The story immediately shifts to where crowds of people are pressing against God. Pressing against Jesus. And Jesus is walking. And as he's walking through the crowd, Jairus is still with him. But now I got a crowd of people. Out of nowhere, the woman with the issue of blood takes all of the attention. It's nothing, it, it's nothing worse than being with Jesus, getting his attention, and then losing his attention to something that is pulling him. Ooh. I've laid it all on the line, Vita. I, I, I'm embarrassed. I've come and I've fallen on the ground desperately saying, this is what I need. How do I begin to handle these issues that come up in my life? Well, what do I need to do? I, the, the, the first point that you got to understand is you got to acknowledge I was here first. I, you've already acknowledged it. I was here first. I asked you to help me with my daughter. I came pleading in desperation, verses 22 and 23. Number two, the effects of the crowd pressing against Jesus. What, what happens when you see a crowd? What, what happens when you're there first in line and you begin to see other people crowd in line? They begin to crowd around, crowd around. They begin to ignore that you were first in line. Wait, wait, I, I was here, baby. You got, to, you got to get back. No, we don't really care. We're, we're all here to see Jesus. You've got to be able to respond to the effects. And, and I believe that Jairus was responding to the effects of the crowd. How, how was he responding? It, they seemed to distract Jesus from focusing on his daughter. Because the story starts with his issue. The, 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 the text begins to talk about Jairus in a way that he comes and he says, I, I need you to heal my daughter. Can you get to my house? But then it seems like the crowd has distracted Jesus to the point that my issue is no longer important to him. That my issue is no longer important and everybody else is being blessed and everybody else is coming out of debt and everybody else has a good job and everybody else's marriage is working and my kids are the only kids that are acting a fool. Come on now, God. I, I've been fasting. I've been consecrating. I've been tithing. I've been faithful. And why? 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 Why are the crowd? Why, why are you allowing the crowd to, to, to cause you? to cause me to make me feel like I'm not important. Yes. How many of you have been in that place? Yes. 
How many of you have been asking God for something and it seems like every time you ask, he hears it through somebody else and they get a blessing and you get the word. Girl, I got everything I needed and you're sitting there like, wait, hold on, I was just in church. I didn't consecrated 10 days and, and I still don't have it and you got yours? You ain't even living right. I mean, come on. Like, you was just drunk three days ago and you got the miracle and I've been serving God. Think about how Jairus felt. Think about how he felt. Wait, hold on. I, I just didn't I just tell you that my didn't I just tell you that my daughter's dying? Why are you and you're gonna let everybody you gonna you you're gonna be consumed by the crowd? We've got to think about this. As you're laying it on the line, there, there are some questions that, that you're going to have to ask and that you're going to have to deal with. There, there are some things that you're going to have to confront. I was here first. Number one, I was here first. But just because you're there first doesn't mean that you're going to be the first one to get it. All right. All right. All right. It just simply means that you were first in line. And sometimes just because you're first in line. Don't mean that it doesn't mean that you're going to be the first one to receive. You might be the first one, but it doesn't mean that it's going to go your way as you lay it on the line, as you put it all on the line. Number two, the effects of the crowd pressing against Jesus. It, it caused Jairus to, to seem as if he was distracted. It caused Jairus to, 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 to seem that, that they were deterring Jesus and preventing him from moving forward. Have you ever been in a line and you keep saying, why, why does she keep talking? Why don't you just go over to the next line? I don't have time for you to sit. Have you ever been at the bank? That's the worst. And you go to the bank and you, you're in a rush. And you got that one person. Okay, um, you thinking they're done and they pull out five more checks. Or you go to the grocery store and you got the lady up there with 40 coupons. And she's standing there like, no, 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 no. You got to take that out because that was 20. And you're like, please, lady, why, why won't you come late at night? I mean, come on, come on. Like, you, you, you're stopping the line. Just move on. You're, you're taking all of the attention away. I mean, come on. I mean, don't y'all see? Why couldn't y'all create another line? It's crowded in here. But I was here first. I was the first one to walk in the store. I, I was the first one to get here. But it doesn't mean just because you were the first one to get there that yours is going to happen first. But it doesn't feel good, right? It, it, it doesn't feel good. Number one, I have, to, I, 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 have to, I have to acknowledge that I was here first. Number three, the effects of the crowd. Number four. As Jesus presses his way through the crowd, you'll have to do what? This, I really want you to focus on this. You'll, you'll have to wait your turn because Jesus is attending to another issue. Are you serious? Come on. Like, how long is it going to take you to heal her? How long is it going to take you? I mean, she'd had the issue for 12 years. Can't she wait 30 more seconds? Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? See, sometimes you got to get, you got to get indignant with God and just be like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I know that she might die, but my daughter can't die first. So you're going to have to do something. Put her on hold because I was here first. I need you right now. My daughter is getting ready to die. And the woman comes and now I gotta wait my turn because there are there are close to 
five to six verses within that text where Jairus is standing around just waiting his turn. Because somebody else got to Jesus. Oh, Rabbi. And in their mind, they got to Jesus first. Everybody thinks that they got there first. Even if they 10th one in the line, I got here first. Because everybody behind me is last. So no matter where you're standing at in the line, in your mind, you're saying, I got here early enough so that I wouldn't have to be last in line. Oh, Rabbi. Not understanding that everybody's thinking the same way. Have you ever thought, maybe if I get there, if I leave early, I can avoid all the traffic. And you drive and you it's It's like when you go to the auto show. You're like, if I leave a little early, I can get there and you driving, driving. Man, I'm getting there and then you get off the highway and it's like, Pat, everybody's thinking the same way. If I can get there first, I can avoid all of the traffic. Uh, imagine those people who were already in the crowd. You got it? And then let's think about Jairus. I mean, you ain't even part of Jesus' camp. You, you, just, you just came running out the synagogue. You didn't really care about Jesus, but, but you heard that he was a healer. Now he's important. Oh, Rabbi, ah, ah, ah. now you need me. And then you want to rush me. Then you want to put Put, put limits and time limits on what I'm doing, but, 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 but you won't even give me one hour. Oh, Rabbi, you, 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 you won't even give me 10 days to consecrate. But now you got an issue, and now you want to say, I was first in line. What about me? Who? You don't even know who I am, really, do you? You just heard about who I am, and you just need me to heal your daughter. Come on now, you, you, you're first in line because you just need me to do something for you. You don't really want me to be something to you. You just need something from me. And because you need something from me, now you want to get an attitude because you got to wait your turn. Because this woman has been pressing for 12 years. Your daughter just had this moment about two hours ago. But she had it 12 years and she's been suffering at the hand of physicians for 12 years. And you got an attitude because you're first in line. So what you're first in line? Are you first in line to pray? Are you first in line to tithe? Are you first in line to lift your hands when your daughter ain't sick? When you ain't got a death issue and you need me are you the first in line are you running to the house of God every Sunday morning are you first in line to be committed to me or are you first in line because you just need me to do something yeah. see laying on the line is there's a positive and a negative you land on the line because you broke now and you're scared that's all gonna fall apart and so now you got me on the time limit because you ain't talked to me in, in 365 days. And now you come in one moment. What well, Pastor said, Pastor said, take a risk. Take a risk. But you're going to have to wait your turn. Because there's some other people in the crowd that needs my attention. And guess what? The Bible says that he had compassion on them. Whoa, Rabbi, come on now. He, he had compassion on them. The woman grabbed him. And she stopped him. Not only do you have to wait your turn, but then you got to watch someone else get their healing before it happens for you. Whew. My daughter is dying. 
Come on now. My, 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 my situation is, is at a point. I, I'm about to lose this house. I'm, my car's about to repo. Uh, something is going wrong. My, my kids are getting ready to just, just, just fall out and things are breaking down. I need you to respond. But somebody else gets in the crowd and they press their way just like you did. Come on now. I got to watch. I got to wait my turn. Not only do I have to look at it and respond as Jesus presses his way through the crowd, but then I finally get to the point where I just say, Sister Val, number five is too late. It's too late. It's too late. I came. I did everything that I needed to do. I know that I haven't been perfect, but it's too late. It's too late. It's too late in the day. It's too late in the evening. It's, it's 4.45 and they told me that I needed to have this bill paid by 5 o'clock. It's too late. 15 minutes will drive you crazy. Because you're sitting there like, and the time ain't moving. It's just five minutes till it's too late. It's too late. And guess what most of us do with too late? We stop fighting. We stop fighting. And guess how we stop fighting? We start saying, why am I always last in line? <laughs> I got here first. I was here first. I've been doing the best that I can do with my job, and they keep overlooking me. And you're going to give it to the next joker. For whatever reason, they got the job and you didn't. I, I work better. I serve better. I'm, I'm, I'm always on time. I, I, I'm never late. But why do I always feel like I'm last in line when I know that I was first in line? When I know that the text says that Jairus came and he said, he pleaded, he fell down. And he said, Jesus, well, I need you to get to my house because my daughter is at the point of death. Can you heal her? But after watching, everybody get in the way. Seems like he's distracted. Seems like he's being deterred and prevented from getting to my house. I got to watch this woman. And she's standing there like, just get on with your story. Give your testimony, please. And she's like, oh, Jesus, you know, I really, just say it. Have you, have you ever become so selfish, can we be honest, that you get an attitude when somebody else is getting their deliverance and they taking a long time? You ever been in one of them prophetic, prophetic movements? You know what I'm saying? And the prophet is like, uh, woman of God, come here. I've got a word for you. And then he says, I need the word of the Lord. Word of the Lord said that somebody's in the house and they need to be healed. Well, didn't you just call me? 30 people up there and you still standing there and they like oh I just came in. and they keep praying for that person and you like please will you give me the attention have you ever been in a moment like that before I know I have like didn't you just prophesy to me I mean where's my word then you get your word and they be like and God said you shall make it alright I'm done with you the devil is a lie you better give me 45 minutes just like you gave them 
Oh my God, y'all! Y'all better look at the story, y'all! Y'all, y'all better look at this text here. It, it, why am I always last in line? Why, why, why does it happen to me that way? Why, why? What is taking Jesus so long? What, what's taking the prophet so long? What, what, what's taking you so long? What's taking you so long? He's been interrupted by someone at the moment. He, he, he's busy helping other people. You said that you're God and that you can multitask, but it seems like you're not today. Because why couldn't you just tell her, I'll get back to you? Or why couldn't you just send somebody to send, say, y'all hold on, Jesus is going to be there in two hours. No, you just got me on hold. See, see, laying it on the line, there, there's some things that you got to take care of in your life. And, and there's some interruptions that are going to happen along the road, along the way. Somebody's going to interrupt Jesus while you're in a death moment in your life. And you're saying, can you do it for me? And he's like, somebody just pulled virtue from me. My daughter's dying. Now we got to stay here another Come back tomorrow. And I, come back tomorrow and I give you your word. Tomorrow you come back and you keep coming back and never, and, you, and, you, and it just seems like you're last in line. What's taking him so long? When Jesus gets here, it's going to be too late. When he gets here, it's going to be too late. By the time you give me my word, the person that's up there on the tape recorder, they're going to be asleep. Everybody going to be leaving. Nobody going to hear my word. Ain't nobody going to celebrate with me. Ain't nobody going to be shot with me. Everybody just going to be like, offering. <laughs> Let's take up the offering. Because we've been up here two hours. Have y'all ever been in a move of God like that? Where it seems like when everybody else is getting their word, everybody else is going crazy. And then when you get your responses, like, you know what? I knew God was going to tell you that. That's just why I didn't even say nothing. Oh, you get this. God knows that you can bear it all. So he don't need to talk to you that long. What? You just spent all this time with this lady. You just spent all this time. You told her that her faith is going to make her whole. You spent time with her. You told her that, that virtue was pulled out of you. But then the conclusion is that the men from the synagogue in verse 35 comes and says, Jairus, your daughter has died. There is no need to trouble the teacher anymore. See, the problem is, and that's the first mistake. Jesus. You came thinking that you were troubling him. <laughs> you came to him with the wrong disposition in the first place. Because you came in fear. You didn't come in confidence. You, you came out of fear. You came like, oh, Jesus, you know. Pastor said that, that, that if I pay my tithe, that, that you rebuke the devourer for my sake. Will you please rebuke the devourer? Just go on over there and wait. Don't trouble him. The problem is you think that you're troubling God when you come to him. And you're thinking that you're troubling him when you pray. Well, I don't really want to bother God. How can you bother God when God is bothering you? All right. All right. Who? All right. Did y'all just hear what I said? 
How do you become confused when God is agitating you to the point? He agitating you so much. God is that type of God where he will bother you all day until you respond to him. But then when you get to him, you say, I don't want to bother you, God, but, but I just know that, you know, Lord, you're just so wonderful. Hush. You're offending me. I want you to bother me. I want you to put pressure on my name. I want you to hold me accountable and, and, and I want you to run and fall at my knees and, and let me know how important you, you reverence me so much to the point that you came running to say, if you will not get to my house, there's nothing that can be done. My daughter will die. And the only person that can do it is Jesus Christ. You better stop allowing your flesh to make you feel like you're insufficient to talk to God because you're just starting a consecration today. I'm coming right down your street. Coming right down your street. We could have did the consecration 24 hours. No food, just water like they used to do. Woo, Jesus. We could have did that real Daniel fast. Where you just eating fruits and vegetables. No brown rice. No potatoes. Just raw vegetables. Water. No juices. Do, do, do you see how you put limits on God? But when God wants to put an unlimit on you, you won't even respond to it. He wants, to, he, he, he wants to take the restrictions off. Let me cor correct that. He, you put restrictions on God and he takes the restrictions off of you. And you won't even respond. Ten days in the consecration. You won't even open up your phone. I rebuke that spirit in you of being lazy and slothful. Can I tell you what fasting is? Fasting is when you turn down your plate. It's not social media. That's not a fast. That is not a fast. You cannot fast social media. You cannot fast the TV. What you do is you just say, I'm going to cut this out of my life for a moment. Fasting is when you cut out your food and you deny your flesh nourishment. Ooh, wow. Pastors is being so hard. No, no, no. You got to understand that Jairus came pleading and felt as if he was so important. That by the time Jesus got to him, it was too late. And his friends say, don't even worry about it. Your daughter's dead. She ain't getting up. Let the man stay where he is. And let's just go back home and cry. Let's walk back home and sulk. And say, the church hurt my feelings. Let's walk back home and say the pastor don't care. Let's walk back home and say God just don't love me and God is just punishing me because I've been a bad person and because I've done all of this. No, 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 no. Jesus overhears the conversation in verse 36. But Jesus overhearing what was being spoken said to the synagogue official. He turns around and he gives a simple word. Now he just gave a speech to the woman of God. But he turns around to the troubled man and he says, don't be any afraid. Don't be afraid any longer. Just believe. What did he say? He said, don't be afraid any longer. 
the man came to him afraid. The man's request was out of fear. He was walking with Jesus out of fear. He was walking with Jesus, not really believing that what he had asked was going to come to pass. Oh, Rabbi, he was standing right with the woman who had the issue of blood and he still did not believe. How many of you are in the presence of God and you see miracle after miracle and you're still afraid that by the time Jesus gets to you, it's going to be too late? Come on now. Can I testify that by the time he gets to you, it might be too late in the natural. It, it, your lights might go out. They, they, might, they might find the car that you hide. They, they, they might send you that pink notice. Uh, 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 some things might go wrong in your life. But, but remember, Jesus is always going to overhear the fear in your heart. And he's going to turn around and he's going to say, oh, fear not any longer just believe he said I don't need the crowd to go with me now he said I just need Peter James and John and Jairus to walk with me I need you to grab your wife and Jesus gets to the town and there is commotion there is disorder people are going crazy Jesus says I need everybody to stay outside except for those who are with me Jairus was operating in fear but sometimes when you lay it on the line God is going to see and he's going to judge your intention are you here because you're afraid or are you here because you really want to see my power work in your life and you really want to see power working in, in your children you really want to see a breakthrough or are you just crying because you don't want them to get in trouble and once I get them out of trouble you don't show up again. Uh, you don't talk to me no more. Oh, we we're in the house today. We we're in the house today. You don't worship no more. You feel like, oh, I got, I got through this, baby. God worked it out for me. No, no, no. He, he didn't work it out. He just gave you a reprieve. He just did you a simple favor so that you can stop being phony so that you can stop being fake. Do you really love me? He walks into the house. See, because you've been watching the prophet labor with everybody else and you're thinking that God needs to labor with your situation. And so now you're expecting him to go in. Oh, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Devil, I rebuke you. Come out of here. Devil, you be down. Going through all of that. No, no, no. See, sometimes all you need to do is just wait your turn. Rejoice with somebody else. Overcome your fear. Understand and deal with the issue of your impatientness and, and your anxiety and your anxiousness that the crowd is distracting him and deterring him and preventing him from moving forward. All you need to do is just believe because when he gets to you, all he's going to walk in and say, get up. Baby, just get up off the floor. All you need to do is just get up off the floor. Uh, she's not dead. She was just sleeping. Uh, he didn't walk in and, and perform some 10-hour some miracle. He walked in and he said, will you get up? The girl got up off of the bed, but now you're standing there and you're like, I feel real stupid. I feel real stupid. I done talked about Jesus. I done dogged him out. He got me twisted. He got me all jacked up. 
He got me all messed up. I ain't doing this again. Every time I need him, he's, 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 he's always late. And every time Pastor asks me to do this, it never works for me. And you get the quickest breakthrough than everybody else did. Your path was longer, but your breakthrough was quicker. I'm going to say that again. Your path was hard. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Your, your, your path was difficult. But I've never seen, now, now, now I'm just talking from my experience, I, I've never seen uh, this time last year, uh, we were in Los Angeles, Th this time last year, uh, we had a Jairus moment in our family where a family member suffered a stroke. And the doctor said she should be dead, either a vegetable or dead. But I've never seen somebody's journey be so hard, but their breakthrough happened so quick. Oh, Rabbi, y'all ain't understanding what I'm saying. Uh, when she came out of surgery, she was trying to get up. When they took her to the training center, she was trying to get up. A year later, she's showing other people how to work through a stroke. But I'm fully not recovered, but my Breakthrough has been quicker than normal people. My road has been hard, but my breakthrough has been quick. Hey, come on now, come on now. I might not feel the way that I want to feel, but I had a breakthrough quicker than anybody else could ever have. Because they said the type of stroke that she had, you ain't going to recover from that stroke. The type of stroke that you had, you're supposed to be paralyzed. The type of stroke that she had, oh Rabbi, the type of stroke that she had, she was either going to die or be a vegetable the rest of her life. The journey's been hard. I had to switch some things in my life. I had to turn around some things in my life. But I can lift my arms. I can lift my legs. I can work out. I can train people with MS. I can train in my gym. I can do what other people cannot do. I walked into the rehabilitation centers and said, no, 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 let me train y'all. What are you talking about? You just had a stroke. You just had surgery on your brain. You just had surgery on your heart. And now you're jumping up. Now you're moving, oh Rabbi. Your breakthrough is all that matters. But if you don't know how to celebrate the journey, come on now. If you don't know how to tell your people, I was gyrus. I feel like God has forsaken me. I feel like God has forgotten about me. But when Jesus gets to your house, all he says, get up. All you got to do is just get up. Just get up. I'm talking to somebody that's been sitting down too long. All you got to do is get up. Your breakthrough says today, just get up. You were just sleeping. You've not died. The dream has not died. It's just been on hold. It's just been in delay. Just get up. People were in L.A. saying, we ain't never, ever seen this. What type of person goes through this? And in two months, two months, two months, two months, she was in Los Angeles. And the area that she was in, they said it takes at least 15 to 20 minutes for first responders to get there. But you thought Jesus too late. Not knowing that she was going to have a stroke and the ambulance was going to be five minutes away.
But you thinking that Jesus is too late. He's just five minutes around the corner. But that five minutes seems like 30 days, two years, three years, five years. But he's around the corner. But not only that, they took her to the first hospital and they said, baby, we can't help her here. And the next hospital was, was a little far away and it was a rush hour. Rush hour. They made it there in less than 10 to 15 minutes. And when they got it here, they said, you got it here just in time. Because uh, she ain't dead. She's just been asleep. Oh, Rabbi, come on now. Uh, come on now. I, I, I'm using her story because I need you to understand that there's a miracle sitting right in your house. That every time you say that God is ignoring me, look at Tracy. Think about it. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. She might not be able to wear that six and a half inch stiletto, but she can pull up on that bar. I watched her come in any other day and the muscles coming back. Come on now. She, she might not be able to use them fingers the way that she wants, but, but, but she's over there training somebody else with MS and showing them how to move. And people are saying, what in the world? Come on now. Come on now. Come, come, come on now. But you know what we do in church? You know, we shouldn't tell people and let people see us down because people take advantage of us. You're looking at somebody who preaches from the place of a gyrus. You blessing everybody else. And every sermon that I preach, it attacks my house. Soon as we started the consecration, I'm gonna disrupt this by sending the girl, the daughter to the hospital two times and keep you there all day and get you frustrated. The devil is a lie. Come on now. I'm gonna just start bringing all type of stuff in your house so that you won't consecrate. No, 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 what you don't understand is you're pushing me to consecrate. You're pushing me to say, I ain't leaving now until you bless me. Oh, come on now. Lift your hands. It ain't over. He ain't too late. The problem is, is that you won't hear him say, believe. I am Jesus. I don't have to rush because when I get there, all I'm going to do is say, get up. When I get to your house, all shall be well. When I get to your children, all shall be well. When I get to your marriage, all shall be well. When I get to your bank account, all shall be well. When I get to your health, all shall be well. When I start dealing with your faith, all shall be well. Come on now. Say it out of your mouth. It's not too late. Come on, say it. It's not too late. It's not too late for you to walk away. It's not too late for you to make the right decision. It's not too late for God to visit your house, for Jesus to visit your house. It, it's not too late. It doesn't feel good that you got to wait your turn. And I've been waiting my turn all my life. Lord, all I'm asking is that you grant the Rock Church a gyrus moment every week. Is that you grant us a habitation where people can see the miracles, signs and wonders of God take place in this house, oh God. Where people will become hungry for you, oh God. Father, where we will run after you, oh God. Father, that will chase you, oh God. Father, that will long for you, oh God. That will hide ourselves in your presence.
So, Father, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. How many of you have a gyrus moment right now and you need somebody to just touch and agree? Come here, come here real quick, come here. I got five minutes. Come, come quick. Don't sit there. Come quick. Let me put my hands on you. Come, 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 daughter. Lift your hands. It's not too late. Hey, Rabbi, it's not too late. Not too late. It's not too late. There it goes. It's not too late. It's not too late. Come on, let it go. Let it go. Not too late. Not, not, not too late. Not too late. You're beautiful. Wonderfully made. Come on, come on, come on. Let it go. 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 You're not a failure. You are not a mistake. You're not the confusion. You're not the issue. Oh, Rabbi. Come on now. In Jesus' name, you've come thus far. I want to do some better things in my life, oh God. I, I want to go away. I want to go to school. I want to open the door. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late.